Hey, business building warrior. This is Jim, host of the Silent Sales Machine Radio podcast that continues to grow. We're hitting new records. We hit a record 30,000 downloads on iTunes in a single week recently. Thanks to you spreading the word. As always, we continue to have a $0 marketing budget for this program. So far, we haven't spent any money marketing this show. It just continues to grow by word of mouth. We may spend money at some point. We just haven't done it yet. Haven't needed to. We keep running into such great people organically, friends telling friends. And if that's you, thank you for spreading the word. If you're new around here, welcome to another great episode. I say this frequently, but it's true today as it is every time I say it. You're in for a real treat today. I've got some repeat guests joining us very soon, talking about Brian and Robin Olson. They're coaching leaders in our community, meaning they've got a team of coaches that work under them. We've got a handful of coaching leaders, each with a team of coaches. We've got about 60 coaches total. All of those coaches have this in common, if you weren't aware. They've all been through the Proven Amazon course. They've built a beautiful business that we're excited to talk about with them at any given time. There are trainers, our coaches, our content creators, kind of the same group of people because they've succeeded. They've got the proof. And the thing that our coaches have on top of all of that is they've got a teacher's heart, meaning they just love answering questions, helping other sellers succeed using the strategies that we teach here. So that's what we're going to talk about today with Brian and Robin Olson. We're going to spend some time on how their business has grown and changed, how they've automated and outsourced their business to the point where they're free to pour time into creative activities. They're working on their business instead of working in their business. I'll describe that. We talk a little bit today about the Kickstart program that Robin's been heading up for a few months now for us. That's all the new proven Amazon course students that come into our community who have basic newbie questions. Maybe they're not even set up on Amazon yet. They haven't made that first sale yet. They've got all those questions that new sellers have. For just a few dollars, you can get into a Kickstart group. It's online, small group training with Robin, who you're about to meet. And if you want information on that, you can contact our support team. Go to silentgym.com and you will see a link to our support team. You can ask them about the Kickstart program for proven Amazon course students. They'll get you taken care of there. Again, just a few dollars to do that if you'd like. You have to be a proven Amazon course student to do it, however. The other thing we talk about today is something we're perhaps the most excited about, at least I was on today's program, the new advanced Keepa training that has just been launched with Brian and Robin. Now, Brian did an advanced Keepa training course several months ago that was wildly popular. A lot of people jumped in and saw that as a pivot point for their business where they were finally beginning to use Keepa, which is a tool I'll tell you more about in just a moment if you don't know what that is. It's a software tool. But they're using Keepa to find huge opportunity on Amazon in the arena of replans. What that means is the Keepa software digs into Amazon in a way that no other software tool does and helps expose those underserved listings that you can sell against and build a great business. So that advanced Keepa sourcing module, it's included in the Proven Amazon course now, a collection of modules. It's one of many. Well, we've got part two now, and they've just finished it, and it's now launched at provenamazoncourse.com slash Keepa. We spent a significant amount of time today 
talking about that new course as well. Now, if you don't know what Keepa is, rather than going into a detailed explanation now, you really need to go listen to podcast episode 369. Keepa is a tool that costs you a few dollars per month. It's the tool that's behind literally, without exception, every replan seller success story in our community for the past several years. And you've heard hundreds of those episodes on this show. That's the tool you hear about every time. I don't even use an affiliate link when I talk about Keepa because I don't want people thinking that we're just promoting it so we can make an affiliate commission. I'm telling you, go get Keepa, pay a few dollars per month. That tool does things that even the most expensive 50 and 100 and $500 a month tools can't do unless they've integrated and paid to integrate Keepa into the tool. So for a few dollars a month, you can get the power of some of those most powerful tools. And then you begin finding those underserved ASINs the way that we're going to talk to our guests today in just a moment. So I think that's enough of an introduction for now. One final reminder on a couple links of interest that you can find in the show notes. As always, anything we talk about today, these links will be in the show notes. The Keepa episode, that's podcast episode 369 at silentgym.com, 369. We've also spent a bit of time today talking, especially with Robin. She just loved our live event. We've got another one coming up. July of 2023, com has all the details as they become available. Get over there. And then finally, the new Keepa course, provenamazoncourse.com slash Keepa. That's a link to the new Keepa training course that snag it. It's ridiculously underpriced. It will completely change the way that you sell on Amazon based on the replen system that you've heard us talk about so much here. And with that long introduction, let's jump over, get my good friends, Brian and Robin Olson on the line. Enjoy. Brian and Robin, welcome back. Good to have you guys here. Thanks, Jim. So great to be here. Happy to be back. Yeah. Good to see you guys. You've stepped into some new leadership roles around here, as I just mentioned. And, and I'm just excited to see what you've been up to. You know, we connect often, but there's still so many things going on. So fill me in, fill the listeners in. What's happened since last we heard from you? And, okay. and of course, as a reminder, I'll have a link to the last time that uh, we had these guys on the show. So you can kind of go back and see the history as well. But uh, yeah. let's take it away. Okay, great. Well, it's been about a year, I think, since we were on last. Yeah. And Little did we know, or even well, here's a little story. Before we were on <laughs> the very got a story. first podcast, we were, I'm not sure we shared this the first time around, but um, we used to sit out on our patio and have a little mock interview with each other, pretending we were on the podcast. And this was like back in 2020. Really? And so yeah. uh, it was a goal of ours to be asked to be on the podcast. So we were, <laughs> we, we just we wanted were to practicing. make enough of a mess that we could come on and be guests. Right. Right. And so here we are a little, I mean, we couldn't have even envisioned we'd be back a third time. So we just want to say thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're oh, happy to be here. Truly a pleasure. I mean, that's part of the most rewarding and you guys are experiencing that now being on the leadership team. You know, it's rewarding to have a new best sales day or to find a handful of new successful product, profitable products. But when you can pour that into someone else, and then see them start to emerge as a leader themselves and, and kind of start supporting the infrastructure of this community, there's nothing more rewarding than that. So to whatever degree you guys are grateful, I have that times 10 gratitude for you guys because it's just such a pleasure to work with you. You create such great content, provide such great leadership. You've made some great friends in this community. Many, many stories that we could share and tell at this point, but you know, where do you guys want to go from here? I'm just looking forward to hanging out with you guys a bit today. 
Well, I think we'll share a little bit about uh, what our business looked like in 2022 and kind of how that went. And uh, we created some some new content, became coaching team leads. Robin's uh, leading the Kickstart Bootcamp. And right. There's a lot going on right now. So um, good. Just circling back to early 22 and jump in anytime. So uh, <laughs> earlier in 22, we made a couple of trips to like we went to Florida with some of our mastermind friends and we went to Las Vegas for the what was it the called? White Jim? The White Label Conference. White Label. That's right. Yeah, yeah you guys are there, there with us for that. All right. And some other team members out there, which was really cool. Yeah. And then uh, we spoke at the Proven Conference in August. That which was, was so much awesome. fun. Yeah, we had a blast. I can't, I can't tell you how much fun we had doing that. And then, well, I think it was when we were in Vegas, somebody said while we were at a dinner, somebody said, man, you guys should really make more content around that, uh, around Keepa. There's so much more there. And we're like, well, you're right. There, There is. There I really mean, is. like... I think at the time we met, I was like, I think we could probably come up with four or five more ways to to source some content using uh, Keep Advanced Sourcing, and and you know we'll share a little bit of this later on. But now we got nine. So right. in addition to the one that we already, uh, yeah, but, and the great ideas just keep floating. It's such a powerful tool, and and you guys have kind of become the face of creative uses of Keepa to find replants in the community, and and yeah. you just keep coming up with great creative ideas. And as those ideas float, we. We kind of document and and put a process to them so we can easily then teach them to others. And yeah, that first advanced keep a training course that it was primarily you that did the content, wasn't it, Brian, for that one? At the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've just heard from so many people. It's now a module included in the Proven Amazon course. We've just heard from so many people that say, yeah, that was the content that was my tipping point. The light bulb came on. It started making sense. I started finding replens everywhere. It was so frustrating to hear people say that before I took that course. And now after that course, I'm not annoyed by it anymore. I'm one of the people saying that now. (laughs) So it was a great addition to the family of content that we have. So thanks again for that. But yeah, I'm excited. As you said, we'll get into it later, but Mm -hmm. the advanced keep us sourcing modules just keep coming. We've got another great one coming soon and we'll fill people in on that. And it's in the show notes as well, if you want to skip to the good part as a listener. But I'm curious... Robin, I just heard you kind of mention the August conference. And, you know, as here we are, January 2023. That was, that was a few months back. Mm-hmm. But you really lit up when you said that. Like, talk me through, what was it like for you? I haven't, I know it was a great experience for, for virtually everyone who attended had great things to say. But take me back through some memories of that event. You seem to really light up. It was a great conference, Jim. And, and we enjoyed so much getting to meet in person the people that, we had talked to, you know, only online. We actually met some people from our mastermind that were that lived outside the country that happened to be there. We had such a good time. But I'll tell you what, this was the first time that we had the opportunity to speak together. We've we've both had occasion in, in business to speak separately. This is the first time we had a chance to speak together. And it was so much fun. It was so much more rewarding than I had anticipated. And it went, I thought it went pretty well. And we had a lot of fun. And, and I felt like everybody had a lot of fun while, you know, in our sessions and stuff. So yeah, that's that's what it was about. We just we just had such a great time doing that. And we're looking forward to doing more of that every chance we get. <laughs> yeah. And and we were talking about our upcoming uh, July 2023 event. For those who don't know, theprovenconference.com, July 6th through 8th. We'll announce the city soon, but 
we were talking about that with you guys just a, a while back. And like, hey, Jim, do you need us there this year? And I'm like, you guys have no choice. <laughs> you are coming. I, you know, you're, you're one of those people where, like, if I have to drive to your house and like take you guys by force, you will be there presenting. I have to do that. Yeah. We're happy to do it. Happy. Yeah, you guys did such a great job. Such great feedback from your sessions last year. And, and I always just think of the two of you as kind of like you know, buy one, get one. Like I've never even imagined you guys off doing your separate business things. Like that's even weird for me to even think about like, oh yeah, these two probably do do things separately from time to time. Because every time I encounter one of you, the other one's there, you know, kind of, it's kind of like Larry and Sue and the other coaching yeah. directors. I think of them as kind of like one entity, you know, like you guys don't have separate lives ever on anything, right? Hey. Uh, <laughs> Not no, anymore. I, I love that you're able to do this to. together. And and um, I, I do remember the excitement that you guys had that first, you know, even the nervous excitement the first time you guys were on the podcast. I think we we're like sitting in your kitchen or something, wasn't it? If I remember right. Something we like had that. our at that time we had our desk set up uh, kind of in the living room kitchen. Yeah, of our like right in the middle of your house, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was in the middle. Just yeah. a great interview. I can't wait for people to kind of go back and see that leadership journey because I say all the time on this show, like it, it is our intention to turn these newbies into success stories who become leaders who become coaches who become coaching directors eventually if that's the trajectory that makes sense for your you know life mm -hmm. um, but we've seen it over and over again and i love seeing that trajectory um so it's a pleasure working with you guys but yeah, what else comes to mind as as for the topics we've talked about so far before we kind of move into some updates i wouldn't mind hearing how your business is going and maybe some perspectives on some coaching students where, where do you want to go from here sure well i'll give you a little bit of background on the business so the last three years, we're approaching $1.5 million in total sales, which is uh, for us something I think we, just totally blows our minds. <laughs> but the year fiscal year 2022, not our best year, but it was still a great year. It afforded us the ability to do a lot of things that we you know, think outside the box, just have some time to think creatively. I mean, one of the reasons this Keepa Creative, uh, the, the creative sourcing using Keepa came about was because... We had time back in our lives, mm -hmm. right? And I would say, even though it wasn't our, our highest revenue year, it was also the year that we put the least amount of our personal time into the business. And so just having some of that uh, ability, get, get some of your life back, mm -hmm. right? Is what this business has afforded us to do. And so we're still mid six figures. I We're going to make a push at some point. We haven't put any you know, date on paper yet, which we need to do because we know how important that is. Put a date on paper that we're going to achieve, you know, a certain thing. And I tell a story about that in the first podcast. But yeah, so we're somewhere around 33, 35% net ROI and we're completely outsourced still in our business today. I think we would have had a better year this year, uh, top line sales wise, if we hadn't run into some supply chain supply issues, chain issues yeah, with our private sure. label. Yeah. I mean, I'll just say this is a, a shout out to the replens part of our business, which is, thank goodness, that by itself, that's pretty consistent. So when something went a little sideways with our private label, we still could lean on on the replan side. And uh, it these things happen, right? The supply chain issues. Thankfully, we can still be pretty nimble and spin up new listings, you know, when we need to take some, sometimes takes a little while for them to to catch on and get some traction. But yeah, we sell a lot of uh, variety packs of snacks, basically. And one, and one of the five flavors of this snack box that we were selling was discontinued by the manufacturer. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, it's like this ASIN that was selling Travel. 600 units a month, it's gone. Like yeah. you, you're, <laughs> and you, you can't change a bundle. You know, once right, 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 right. Listing, you got to create a new ASIN, unfortunately. So all that momentum right. goes away. That's one of the, one of the down 
pitfalls or one of the, the negative sides of the branded bundling strategy mm-hmm. that we teach you. We're using the everyday common branded items, but if the manufacturer stops making part of your component, yeah. you know, that, that's why these these branded bundles that have like 87 different components to them. I'm like, yeah. oh man, that's going to hurt. That's going to be gone soon. <laughs> that one little bag of peanuts can't be found anymore. And that, that size, your whole bundle's gone. Uh, so keep them simple. That uh, is one thing that we run into, Jim, excuse me, with coaching clients, they talk to us, you know, replenses. It's, it's tough in the beginning. I was, I was kind of compared to Childbirth, you guys can't really compare that as much, <laughs> yeah. but in the, never done that you one. You go through these months of, uh, you know, uncomfort and and fear of what's going to happen, and then you go through this horrible, painful situation, and then all of a sudden you have this child in your arms, and you don't remember any of it. And so people say to us on the podcast, I mean, on the in coaching, they'll say, you know, oh, but it, you know, I sh- I heard somebody say they just do this. I said, yeah, because they forgot about the part where we all had to go through childbirth first. Yeah. I don't remember it either. I said the same things on the podcast. And, and so I, where I was going with that is that they also say, well, I just want listings that nobody else can jump on that. You know, I just want to mm-hmm. learn how to do a private listing. Mm-hmm. And my answer to that is, like we have learned, your replens listings, your replens business can support your ability to experiment in that other place. It has its own challenges. It has its own things that you have to overcome. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different animal. So as you can add to your replens business, that's where you start being able to experiment, which we did a lot of last year. Mm-hmm. Experimenting, you know, we used a lot of our capital in experiments, but we learned so much and now we're ready to start off again. Yeah, fantastic. And I, I love that word image, the the birth process. I mean, I, just studying, you know, different mentors and different business leaders that I've read, that's an analogy I've actually heard before of any business has that or anything worth doing and building has that. It, it, strangely enough, there's something to that whole nine month thing too, even, you know, right. from, and I'm not to dive off into those weeds, but it takes some time and mm-hmm. there'll be some uncertainty. And it's going to be a little scary. And then anything worth having, it takes a little bit of time to develop and shape. And most people don't, you know, they don't realize that when they sign up for a process. We like to be very realistic. Like, yeah, this is, it's going to take some time. Not necessarily nine months. We've certainly seen those success stories happen much quicker. We've seen people, it takes far longer than that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I love the analogy of, you know, once you finally get that check from Amazon and it's way more than what you've time and effort and energy you spent that month and it pays for all your inventory and you're in the profit now, you suddenly forget, you know, all those little painful one-time adventures you had to, you know, those confusing points and the times when you were about to throw in the towel. It's all in the past now and now you're full speed ahead. And I I love that you shared that. It's a great analogy. I love it too. She she uses that one a lot with me and we forget the, the times, the many, many months that I spent before Robin was in the business sourcing for hours and hours and, and it, it was before bc before click right before and, click. <laughs> and you know i would come out of the the office at night and just shake my head and i didn't find anything well shoot then it did once it does click you forget all about the struggle and everything that you went through because right you're holding the check you've got a successful business you've got something that you can work on instead of work in mm-hmm. so lots of lots of cool stuff there 
I, I should put you guys in charge of like the meme department. We've got the low, low, high concept. We talk about many times here. Before click, which I, I, you guys said it as if it's something that everybody's heard. I, that's the first I've heard it, but I love it. Before it all clicked. Like, oh, it clicked. The world's different now. Like everything's changed. It all clicked. So BC and AC, right? Before click. Yes. And we can almost identify those people in our community and they fall very cleanly into one of those two categories. It's... I looked for hours yesterday and I didn't find a single ace and I don't know that this stuff's real. I'm so frustrated seeing all these success stories. Well, they're a BC person, right? right. <laughs> and you got someone else well, that's like, we, give me an hour. There's aces everywhere. What are you talking about? Like, okay, exactly. <laughs> we use that all the time. Before click, before it clicks, you can't find anything. Mm-hmm. After it clicks, you can't not find anything. Mm-hmm. And it really is that clean. And we've seen it over and over and over with clients with ourselves. And I think, I think maybe it was our coach when we were back, when we were having coach that said that first, mm-hmm. that's because you were taking, you had coaching the same time as Oscar Matumbo who mm-hmm. had just took off and we're like, but we didn't do that. And she said, it just hasn't clicked for you yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Then, right. You know, we, we all have our, I'll say our demons to overcome. We're all at a different point in the process when we start this business. Mm-hmm. If you get someone like Oscar who shot out of a cannon, and quite frequently, a lot of your podcasts uh, guests and and uh, who yeah. are former um, or current coaching clients, they they're they're, oh, yeah. they're clicking in like week one or week two. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, but that's not the norm, right? right. A no, lot of people not by take, any means you know, three months, six months, nine months, like you're talking about, up to a year. Sometimes we've got a coaching client right now who's been hanging around for years. Mm-hmm. And finally committed to coaching. And now she's doing it, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like everyone has their own journey in, in mm-hmm. that space and that time. So um, that's right. Yeah. You know, it's reflective of the time I think that we live in as entrepreneurs who are trying to use the internet creatively, which is perhaps everyone listening to this has that in common. You know, there may be, not be a whole lot of other things we can say we all have in common, mm-hmm. but we have that. We certainly have that in common. We're trying to use the internet creatively to, to gain income, maybe launch multiple income streams. One of the biggest, you know, to use your word, Brian, demons that we're fighting against is distraction. Mm-hmm. There's just so many other things, let alone real life, family yeah. and obligations and commitments and schedules. But just online, you get on the internet instantly. You got a thousand things trying to pull you away from whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. Within our own community, within yes. my valid team, there's, there are distractions of uh, so many things that you could look at. That's right. So so to be able to focus in and like, okay, I'm going to commit to just this for as long as it takes. That's a valuable and I think underappreciated skill set that every one of our successful students have. You know, like Mm -hmm. you mentioned Oscar Matumbo. Great example. Spoke at our event. He was doing 30,000 a month within a couple months and he's rocketed up since then. He was just he and his wife using Keepa and the proven Amazon course and they had a seven-figure business. He Mm -hmm. quit his job. She quit her job. All in, right? Mm -hmm. But something that needs to be pointed out about people who do that is he was laser focused, mm-hmm. got up in the morning, hit it yep. till he went to bed that night. You know, he loved on his family, ate meals with them, et cetera, but he was living, breathing, eating, sleeping this business model with every spare moment he had. And he even said at our event, like, you know, the difference between me and you is I'm out hustling you. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, you know, you do an hour's work. I'll do nine hours of work in that same day. That's the difference because the model works. I went all in. I believed everything I was taught and I applied it. And if I had a question, I asked it and I went all in. So that's the difference. Some of us can't do that. 
there's single moms with three kids and two jobs. The best they can do is an hour or two every three or four days. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can still do it. Absolutely. That's the beauty. It's going to take you nine months to get there. Yeah. Right? But you'll have the beautiful baby at the end. Would but you do or you can be like Oscar and do it in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you can do that too. Yeah. But yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It could take you nine months to get there. It could take you two years to get there. Mm-hmm. But where were you two years ago? Mm-hmm. If you'd started then, where would you be now? So, you know, just get there. But we use your analogy all the time. Bolt, don't bounce. Don't get distracted by all the other things that people are doing and the way you can grow it. Let's make sure we have this part that we're focusing on, bolt it down, and then we'll go to the next step. Well, you know what? This is to go to off that point, because it's something Brian said earlier, then you just kind of re-mentioned it, Robin. You guys have, have an automated business now, Brian said. I didn't realize that. I mean, one of the questions I would have had is how much time are you guys spending putting stuff in boxes and putting tape on those boxes. Is that gone now? Or, you know, because last time I checked in with you and we talked about it, you guys are still doing a fair amount of that yourself. What's reality look like now? You said it's it's pretty automated. Talking about bolting down processes, it sounds mm-hmm. like you've bolted down a lot of pieces of your business that gives you the freedom and flexibility to create content, for example, do a lot of coaching, be a coaching leader in our community. Talk me through what your processes look like now and who's doing what. So uh, we were pretty well 100% outsourced the last time we spoke, but it took us uh, probably two and a half years to get there. You know, Uh, we started off with a a member of our family who lived in a different part of the country who had access to some regional stores that we didn't have here. Mm -hmm. And so she became our first sort of shopper, prepper, shipper, right? Then we doubled that up when she relocated to a different part of the country with another family member. And then we tripled it up recently, uh, fairly recently with um, a third member of our family who's doing our private label stuff. So most of my time in the business, and I'll say in our business is uh, occasionally on a weekend or night, if we need to create a new listing or if I need to engage with a vendor or something like that, Robin probably spends, what would you say, hours per week on ordering? Yeah, and maybe two to five hours max of being involved in ordering and the logistics of things, making sure everybody gets paid and, you know, that, um, you know, has what they need. Mm-hmm. I do try to be available as much as I can to, to the people we've outsourced to so that if they have questions, I, you know, I can help them out. We don't have somebody in that spot, but really most of our time now is spent on coaching and mm-hmm. most of my time is spent on coaching and, and, um, creating content together. So yeah, we're, that's the stuff we want to do. So we've made room for and, that. And, and, and there's creativity with the private label in the space. Oh, that yeah, that's true. Like yeah, that's we, this weekend we were, you know, just brainstorming. What if we did this? What if we did that? We brought home some test products to see what it looks like when it's boxed up. Can we, you know, what does our fulfillment fees look like with that product? What can we throw in here as a value added item? Just, you know, the creative side of the business, just having a little bit of time, um, once you've kind of automated and outsourced the replens, so the sourcing and the prepping, the, if those are the two biggest things, right? Once you get those kind of things done, then you can start spending a little more time being creative. And that's kind of where this whole conversation, it, what this conversation is about. Creativity and coaching, creativity and content, mm-hmm. creativity and business development. You know, I've uh, often told, I've been saying this for 20 years, well before we were teaching replens as an opportunity, well before Amazon was even part of the picture. It was all eBay back when someone taught me this lesson and I started kind of teaching it out to others. I've been saying the idea of having a, a fully portable business that fits in your pocket 
and outsourcing all the daily tasks to others. It's a process of eliminating and, and the, the stuff that you don't have to be doing. Where I'm going is it's, it's doing the things that only you can do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If that's where we're heading, I want to do the things that only I can do eventually. You don't start off there day one, but eventually, as you've learned these processes, you bolt them down, you pass them off to somebody else. The one piece you can never give up and you, you guys just hit on it. One of, you know, there was, there's a couple different pieces. There's actually three that I identified and I, I still kind of hold by this, but creativity is one of them. And you just mentioned you guys finally have the freedom to step back and be creative, to do some tests. Like there's no one else that cares as much about your business as you do. You've got to be that kind of creative visionary looking out on the horizon. Okay, we've got our replans. We've got our private label. We've got these other things going on. What can we add to it? What else can we automate? How can we step away from our business? become less valuable in our business so that our business becomes more valuable. So you're always asking yourself those questions, but the three were creativity, leadership, and relationships. Those were the three that I kind of have latched onto over the years is no one else can be in charge of me building new relationships, the mastermind groups you're in, the the coaching relationships. And I guarantee you guys, you know, you've had enough coaching students. This may have already happened. One of those students is going to surpass the teacher and bring you into an opportunity that you otherwise never would have had exposure to, right? So you're fostering those relationships with intentionality. You're staying creative and you're working on your own leadership skills. You're stepping into, you're doing some podcast episodes. You're using your voice. You're on stage. Those are the three things that you can't hand to somebody else until you like sell your business. Those belong to you. Creativity, leadership, relationships. And you guys are stepping into three. And I, I don't know that I've ever said those things to you before. It's been a long time since I used them. But as I heard you talking about creativity, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah I used to teach on this. Yeah. That's awesome. The, just the, um, the ability. I, mean, I totally lost what I was going to say. So you <laughs> Well, just the time freedom that you guys have. The, the thing about creativity, leadership, and relationships is it takes time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a point you were making, Brian, is you've carved out a yeah. big chunk of time. And there's just still a few things you could probably outsource, but yes. you've, you've whittled it down to a few hours a week running a business that 99% of the people out there would be completely blown away by the numbers of what you guys are seeing. And it's a few hours a week and you guys have complete flexibility. Well, and that's, I, uh, I think I recouped my thought here, which is just the, in the beginning stages of this business, and this is what we uh, try so hard to get across to our coaching clients is you, what we call it the intense focus effort, right? This period of intense focus effort. And for us, uh, it was like getting to that five figure mark in sales per month. Mm-hmm. And when you, we get our coaching clients to that, the game changes. Now, yeah. now you you move from working in your business to working on your business. And this is what everyone is striving for. And that's where we feel like we are today. We're working on our business, not in our business. Um, doesn't mean we don't bring home products and I, we still get excited about, you know, how's this going to look to the customer and, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but, and, and we'll absolutely chip in to tape boxes if it's needed, but, oh, yeah. but we generally don't. Yeah. I can't, I don't have a tape gun here anymore. Um, we still live in an apartment. We're not going to be prepping and packing in boxes here in our place. It's just not. Yeah. And we Anytime design- I'm over at our warehouse and I yeah. happen to pick up a tape gun, someone inevitably grabs their cell phone and takes a picture of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, Jim has a tape gun. Because yeah. for a long time, my, you know, it, but it's this even all the way again back to the eBay days from like 15 years ago, you know, mm-hmm. we were saying the same things like, I want to build a business where I can automate these processes. I'm not the guy doing the $12, $15 an hour work. Someone else is. So I, I started saying, you know, put down the tape gun. Yeah. yeah. 
put it down. Someone else could, that's a $12 an hour, $10 an hour work. And Mm -hmm. the sweet old lady across the street would love to interact with your family and have some meaningful work she can do. The single mom, you know, in the evenings after the kids are asleep, help her meet ends meet and provide an opportunity to them and and work on those important parts that only you can work on your business. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, the tape gun is a big joke around here. Actually, even at the event, someone came up to me with a tape gun, like, here, Hold this for a second. Like what? They take a picture of me. You're like, ha, ah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That's true. I often get the tape gun uh taken out of my hand because I'm not as good at it. I, I can do it if I have to, but the people that we've got doing that do it all the time and they're yes. good. They're they're just they specialize. So much. Yeah. <laughs> That's another lesson. You know, I, I never know where things are going to drift when I talk to other leaders in our community. But one of the things you learn very early on, and I've seen this play out so many times now, I can see it with great confidence, is once you've hired the right person, mm-hmm. they will so quickly surpass you in your ability to do whatever task it is that you right. hired them for. Because as leaders, like especially type A control freak type leaders, we think no one will ever be as good at this as I am. No one will ever care as much as I do. Mm-hmm. it's going to take me so much time to teach someone to be as good at this as I am. And so we don't, and we just keep doing it ourselves, plowing through, dragging so much weight that we don't need to drag, hand it to somebody else, and consistently you'll be blown away. Yeah. Be it a tape gun or shopping, or, you know, I even heard you just say, Robin, you know, you do some of the some of the shopping still. You're the one whipping out the credit card, making sure everybody gets paid. Like, mm-hmm. Someone could be doing that better than you are within yeah. six months, yeah. right? And yeah. And now it's just another bill you pay and your business can grow even more because you're free to do the creativity, leadership, um, relationship things that only you can do. And one of those things that um, has come up this year is Robin kind of leading the Kickstart Bootcamp in this community. Yes, that's been tremendous. Let's talk about that. That's a great segue. I didn't even know this thing existed until I didn't either. we were at the conference and Robin and uh, Matt Thompson were having a conversation and then boom, it blossomed into what I think, just coaching in general, but the Kickstart Bootcamp is a perfect fit. You see Robin is lit. When I get home, sometimes if I'm out running errands and she just got off a meeting with the Kickstart group, she is lit up, absolutely lit up. I mean, this is just, I'm so happy that she's been able to do it. Well, what is the Kickstart? Talk us through, Robin. I mean, you're the one kind of running that program for our community now. Talk us through who that's for and what it is. Well, I, I didn't put it together, but I have been privileged to be able to, to be uh, managing it for the last few months. And I I just love it. What You can get it in, in PAC. It's part of PAC and, and become part of a group. We do a couple of them every month and they go for four weeks. So during that time, we try to, our biggest goal is to get from zero. I don't even have a an account with Amazon sometimes, a seller account, get that opened up, buy something, ship it to Amazon FBA warehouses and sell it. So that's what we try to accomplish during that week. It's not build a whole business. It's not figure out what your entity looks like. It's just that simple, that simple ability to go through the process one time. Because what I found is if people can get through that process one time, whether they make any money or not, you know, go buy a $10 item, send it into Amazon. If you lose the 10 bucks, you do. But what you learn there is all the information about how to prep an item, how to ship an item into FBA, what happens to that item, how you get paid, what what are the all the steps to there. And once you get through that process one time, 
it takes away all the fear and uncertainty of that process and gives you the ability, I think, to be able to then plan a business and start doing that, just multiply that over and over and over and start sending in lots of things. But you know what to expect then if you can get through that one one yeah, time. That, that first little win, that first little boost yeah. of momentum and, and validation, a proof of concept, right? Like, okay, this works. And, and maybe that $10 product sells for $14 and the fees and shipping, you end up losing a dollar or two. You're like, wow, okay, here's where I need to pay attention in the future. And I love that. Uh, example you went through. Yeah. And it's for all new proven Amazon course students, or maybe you've been around a while and you never really put it to work. We hear from people all the time, like, yeah, I started and I just never did anything with it. So I was on there with a call just prior to this podcast episode today with you and a, a group. There's about 50 people going through the session right now. And a good handful of them are on the live call with us. Mm-hmm. And like you said, just going through the basics, giving people that confidence and proving, yeah, this community's here. We're here for you. And it only costs a few dollars. I don't remember. What are we charging for that, Robin? I can't even remember. I'm going to say $37. That's what came to mind. $37, $39, something like that for four live sessions with one of our top coaching leaders from our community. Like It's a no-brainer for new students. Reach out to support at silentgym.com if it's something that resonates with you if you're listening to this. And we may have a few different leaders at some point. But for now, Robin's holding down the fort, doing a couple groups at a time <laughs> per month. And and uh, you're doing a tremendous job. Great feedback from those who have been through it. And yeah, it's a, it's a program actually uh, Dahlia came up with, did the first one or two, and then we went looking for a leader. Uh, it was a concept she came up with. And then we we tapped you and you've just taken the ball and run with it. So I, I, I really enjoy it. And I am working on some added value. So it's, you know, things like this always are developing. So I've done it for a few months. So now I have some ideas that we're going to put into place and maybe some guest coaches and yeah, but it's just lots and lots of fun. So I welcome anybody who'd like to join us there. Yeah. You're going to be uh, quite the celebrity at uh, our next uh, live event too. I would imagine all these new students coming in like, oh, there she is. That's the lady who helped me get started. Yeah. I love those moments at the, at the events just for me, you know, it's an indescribable thing to see someone who was once a student, confused, skeptical, now a leader, having people come up to them, like they don't even know who I am. Like, yeah, you're the guy that does a podcast, right? Like who cares? Robin is the lady that talked me through point A, B, and C and got me through my hurdle and got me shoved in the right direction. And Jim's just that guy that I listen to his podcast sometimes. You know, I love the the emerging leaders uh, that I get to see. This I feel like I have a front row seat to emerging leaders. And that's so rewarding. And you guys, you guys just embody that, if that makes sense. We feel like that with our coaching clients that come to us for coaching as well. So we understand that. But I I must say, we don't know anything that someone hasn't already shared with us. And we're just resharing. We don't have anything. And we can all say that. Yeah. Yeah. I love leadership quotes and little lessons you can get. And, And one of them that I latched onto a long time ago was, that it's amazing what you can accomplish as a team when when everyone stops caring who gets credit. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that was a Ronald Reagan quote, mm-hmm. but that so embodies what we do in this group. It's like no one really, no one needs the spotlight. That's like one of the qualifiers for being a leader around here is if you need a lot of spotlight, this is the wrong group. Go start your home podcast and stand in the middle of the room and tell everybody how awesome you are. That's great. We don't do that here. It's we all learned because someone taught us and we all realize too that, and this is maybe an interesting segue for another segment, or maybe it's just a standalone statement, but you know, I've been doing this for 20 plus years and I'm fully aware of the fact 
that if you wrote down everything I know, it's nothing compared to the stuff I have no clue about yet. I mean, you could write volumes of the stuff that none of us know yet. It's it's all being discovered still about this new frontier that we're in. Um, so that's the exciting journey. There's always more to learn and you only know a tiny fraction of what there is to know. So if you're waiting to know it all, you're never going to get it. You're waiting a long time. Just, yeah, just don't need to be waiting forever. Give it up. Exactly. I was going to say, like, how many we pivot? It feels like we've pivoted every year in this business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a complete pivot, not a 180 or anything like that. But you know, the target that you have on the horizon moves just slightly, and so that you need to move your, you know, your business and your strategy slightly as well. And yeah. uh, so you can't get comfortable. It seems like when you just get comfortable, boom, the rules change, the game changes, something changes, supply chain issues or COVID. You can't sell soap. You know, there's you know, so the child protection certificates, the GTIN, yep. something going on, right? Yeah. And so you're always like, you need to be on the lookout or, you know, let people tell you what, what it is. And we're trying to capture some of that in the other coaching podcast uh, that we've uh, kind of fired up here is just trying to capture what do people need to be aware of and what are the common questions that we get as coaches? Right. What's going on lately? Yeah. Hey, we'll get back to the show in just a second, but I've got to tell you about a great sponsor who's just joined us. I'm talking about Sellerboard. This is a very popular service used by many Amazon sellers in our community because they understand how important it is, how crucial it is to know your numbers. How do you know how profitable you are? All those fees, the different expenses, the cost of goods sold, how do you track it all? Sellerboard is phenomenal. Starting as low as just $15 a month with a two-month trial on top of that. You really need to check these guys out. Get over to silentgym.com slash numbers. Again, silentgym.com slash numbers. It's time to know your numbers. It's an accurate profit analytics software tool just for Amazon sellers. They've been doing this since 2017. It is a really cool tool doing some things that I'm unaware of anyone else doing. So the pricing starts at $15. Like I said, get your two-month trial at silentgym.com slash numbers. You need to be on the lookout or you know, let people tell you what, what it is. And we're trying to capture some of that in the other coaching podcast uh, that we've uh, kind of fired up here is just trying to capture... What do people need to be aware of? And what are the common questions that we get as coaches? Right. What's going on lately? Yeah. Those yeah. little course corrections. That is a prerequisite. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of prerequisites for having a successful e-commerce business. But if we started writing a list of character traits that you need to have, one of them certainly is flexibility and adaptability. Yeah. Uh, being able to slightly adjust your course just mm-hmm. a few degrees to the left or right, almost constantly. Yeah. And that's what we'll, we'll take that. If that's the only, you know, that's that I would consider to be one of the major challenges. You've got the extreme time flexibility, the unlimited income potential, the, you know, create as many income streams as you want, you know, bolt down these processes and add to them and, and grow. As soon as you succeed with anything, one of the opportunities that's always there for you is start teaching other people what it is you just did and they'll line up to hear about it. Right. So the opportunity is so expansive, but yeah. you do have to be flexible. The stuff we were teaching say three years ago is now laughably, you know, in many instances, like Sometimes, irrelevant. Yeah. It's like, wow, we used to teach. Wow. That used to be like <laughs> books used to be the thing. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And we taught all new students and we still say, you know, sell a few books. That's great. But to, to fill your house and to fill FBA with books as a model, it's just not scalable. The storage fees have gone up. So yeah. And like you mentioned, Brian, that the toy certificates, toys mm-hmm. were an awesome category for a lot of people for a long time. And then the lawyers step in and say, everyone over 12, you know, mm-hmm. you can get sued if you don't have a safety certificate on file. And so Amazon forced all the sellers to go find safety certificates for, you know, it's toys under under 12 year olds, I think it is. And, you know, so that whole category just kind of ground to a halt. And now it's picking up speed again because customer demand is pushing it back in the other direction. But these little pivots, that's the value of this community. And, and there's a hundred other little rules like that. But certainly don't wait till you know all the rules to start playing the game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. One thing uh, I'll just mention here is uh, in the state, actually in the city of Denver, where we live, um, there was a new law that was uh, came into effect in January of this year that said any delivery from a service such as Amazon or even a food delivery service now has this fee of 27 cents for each delivery, right? It, within the <laughs> And guess where that goes? That goes to the consumer. Yeah. And but in the end, it looks like it's it goes to the the third party seller on FBA because well, our fees went up twenty seven cents for every item that gets sold in the city of Denver. And if you were unaware, you might think, oh, Amazon just keeps raising the fees. And really, this is just the city and other municipalities taking advantage of or trying to compensate themselves for the wear and tear on the roads and all this kind of stuff, trying to make, sure. you know, find some new revenue sources. Right. And that just seems noise in the system that ultimately the consumer has to put the bill for. Yes. And so what I'm not convinced of yet, Jim, is that um, all this inflation that's been happening over the last 18 months or so, I don't think that's, I don't think it's priced in yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be priced in on wall street, but it's not priced in for the consumers just yet. And a lot of the third party sellers have been sucking that up for a while. And that's, you know, as those people who either don't want to absorb those costs in their business anymore, or they go out of business, and the only ones left to shop from are the ones who have higher prices, those consumers are going to see that. But the value that you get, and, and one of the the values that we get living in a in a metropolitan area like this is with with Amazon, is we're like, oh, I sure could use some whatever, or oh, we're out of this, is we can get two-hour delivery or <laughs> yeah. even same-day delivery for stuff is like, yeah, we can have this there by five o'clock. Oh, really? Okay, that's <laughs> like three hours from now. Sure, I'll take it, yep. right? And the convenience factor is so high that, you know, I don't have to leave the house. I don't have to get in my car. I don't have to spend money on gas. I don't have to do any of that stuff. I can just have it delivered. So even for me, the 27 cents, not a game changer. Yeah, it, you're reminding me as you're talking through that of Jeff Bezos writes some brilliant letters to Amazon investors annually. And I, and I haven't seen one in a while. I don't know if he's even still doing it, but the ones that he did write, if you go back and read them, one of them, they did the math on the time. They put a dollar figure to the amount of time that Amazon has saved Americans. Oh, wow. And it was just a brilliantly written, impossible to argue with piece about the hundreds of billions of dollars, time saved, fuel mm-hmm. saved convenience. There's a reason people pay extra for convenience is because it frees them up to do the things they'd rather be doing versus getting in the car, driving, you know, 20 minutes to buy three grocery items and wait in line. Like, okay, you mean I can pay an extra eight bucks and get that on my porch an hour, two hours from now? Okay, sign me up. Easy. They're not complaining about the price markup. 
but it starts to make sense. Okay, I see where Amazon would need some help from some people to keep their shelves stocked with every item anybody could possibly want anywhere in the country at any given time. Like that's a lot of work, right? That's the opportunity. So it starts to make sense. And I, I love what you're saying too about the fees. Uh, we we made this observation again early on. I learned a lot of my lessons about e-commerce back in the eBay days where eBay would adjust their fees and everybody would freak out and a bunch of people would leave eBay. And those, those of us who remained and continued selling noticed very quickly that we weren't the ones absorbing the fees. It was our buying customers. <laughs> you learn a lot about economics when you run your own business. Same yeah. with taxes. Like my taxes go up. Okay, as a business owner, it just means my prices go up. I'm not the one paying. My customers pay these things. It, it eventually, all those prices drift up, like you said, Brian, which... You know, not to get into economics, but as a seller, we really are kind of protected, especially selling physical goods. I love the replens business because physical products of any kind during inflation go up in value. Like you can just kind of sit it and forget it for a while. It's going to cost more in a few days. <laughs> so, and that's kind of what we do as replen sellers is we buy stuff. It's getting harder to find some items, but the stuff that's still out there, you know, your odds of succeeding eventually with a lot of it, as long as it doesn't expire it's probably going to be worth more money soon. Yep. That's the arena we're playing in. So I love this opportunity from many vantage points. And you just kind of nailed down another one as the, as the world kind of goes crazy and things get more expensive. Well, we're the ones moving things from point A to point B that people really want. Well, to just to drive that point home a little bit further, it's the evolution of our society, right? The progression of our society is that we stop talking about trading time for dollars. That's the bit, that's the adage as I was growing up, right? Like stop trading time for dollars. Let's figure out a way to have passive income, blah, blah, blah. But now what we do, we, we are so uh, progressed as a, as a society, as a civilization, I guess, that we trade dollars for time. Mm -hmm. That's what Amazon does mm -hmm. for us, right? Oh yeah. Flipped. I, I will pay $8 to have that later today. So I don't have to spend two and a half hours to go get it because my time as you say, like the tape gun and all that kind of stuff, right? My time is worth way more than that. Yeah. You can actually put a dollar figure to it. For people who've never done it, I encourage it. What was your net take home after all effort, after all expenses and taxes, fees, fees, whatever, paying all your employees? What was your net income? Divide that by how many hours you spent getting that income. That's how much you're worth per hour, assuming you can add more hours and increase that number. Don't do any task that costs you more time than you'd be willing to pay yourself mm -hmm. for doing that task per hour. So, you know, you come up like very quickly, new sellers in this community find themselves $50, $80 per hour of net income. Mm -hmm. That means you shouldn't be cutting your own grass anymore because <laughs> <Right? laughs> there's a neighborhood kid who will do it for 20 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you pay for that because mm -hmm. you just bought another hour of time that you can grow your business and expand and, and focus on your area of specialization. Yep. And the, the dollars you can get back, the time you can't, right? Mm -hmm. So exactly. the time is the one thing you can never get back. So you want as much of that as you can get. That's, mm -hmm. There's an abundance of, of uh, money. There's an abundance of currency available in the world. There's Overabundance, I would over argue, <laughs> as it gets inflated. <laughs> but the time... Yes. Amount of time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. So, Good stuff. Well, where do you guys want to go from here? I know we promised the listeners we'd spend some time in the introduction. I talked about the Keepa Advanced Training. We still want to hit that for sure and, and what's coming with that. Is there is there any other topics that you guys had in mind before we transitioned in that direction? Anything for you, Mew? No. 
No, nope. I, I don't think so. I'm okay. going to flow. Let's, I think it's a good segue. All right. Yeah. So you guys have obviously been very creative with Keepa. You've coached many students to success. I pointed out earlier how the, that first round of advanced Keepa training was the aha moment for so many sellers in our community. They love that module. It's inside the Proven Amazon course. Well, you guys have been working hard and developed another course. It's all created. It's ready to go. The, the website is provenamazoncourse.com slash Keepa, K-E-E-P-A. And it has a lot of details there. Folks can go check that out. Huge discount for mm-hmm. our listeners and for our proven Amazon course community. So look for the email about that. But talk us through it. What's behind this? What's included? Maybe give us a couple pointers and tips from the content. So going back to the uh, tr- trip to Vegas uh, last year, we were just so, I don't know, grateful and blessed to, to be there and and be sort of prodded by some, some other leaders in the group to say, hey, there's probably some more there if you want to dig in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And as coaches, we, we're constantly it, like early on in coaching sessions with our clients, opening up Keepa, we're going to the category tree, we're digging into your, you know, as a new seller, you're approved to sell in this category. So go here and then set some filters on this. And then you can go, you can research these ACEs. Robin kind of perfected that mm-hmm. process with our clients and it kind of grew from there. Would you say? I, I think so. Yeah. So the advanced keep a sourcing that that's impact now that um, we've already developed and Brian presented was a little bit too advanced. It's called advanced <laughs> for a new coaching client. So what I started doing was finding a way to help coaching clients find a list they could sort source from, but something that was a little simpler and a little faster to get started with um, rather than having to understand other sellers and stores and what they are. So I, I realized that initially new sellers are only approved to sell in certain categories. Yeah, what are those categories? Not to throw you off, but let's just brainstorm through the basic list real quick for the benefit of folks. Because we we mention this all the time in the Facebook group, but for most people, those few basic categories are what? Uh, Arts and crafts, office supplies, home and kitchen, and pet supplies, but not pet food. Right. Outdoor sports. Those are most people are approved for. And that may change by the time by the time this podcast airs, it could change. But I tell people all the time in the Kickstart Bootcamp, that's what they need to know. You know, what category should I start in? Those are the four that you should start in because most people are approved in those categories when they first begin. Yeah, for most for most products. And you will find restrictions. And I mean, as long as someone's been selling, there's still stuff out there that I'm inexplicably restricted in. Like, look, there's 30 other sellers selling it. Why can't I? Because yeah. we said no is the answer. But there's millions of listings you can sell against. So those categories are very useful. And the other thing I always like to say on that point, Robin, before we continue into the, the Keepa, is that don't, get too worked up about the ungating thing because once you've sold 40 or 50 items, those gates just start following open. Don't pay somebody or buy a course or, you know, it's it's going to have sell the things you can sell and eventually those gates just fall open. So that is, that's those new seller dilemmas that they get worked up about and keeps them up at night. And you look back over your shoulder six months later and think, why was I so concerned about that? Everything's mm-hmm. ungating for me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yep. yeah, great job. But yeah, that, so, the, so the new sellers, we're struggling a little bit with the advanced Keepa strategies, the way we spelled them out with the first version. So in the second version, we've got a bunch of lower hanging fruit strategies along with some truly advanced strategies as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so we so uh, we call it the Keepa strategy stacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, lo- I just love the way that rolls off the tongue, Keepa strategy stacking. It really is taking like 
some of the fundamentals about how do we use the filters in the advanced in the product finder of Keepa, which is this long page of hundreds of options that you have to to many of which we don't care about at all, <laughs> right? To view right. or extract information from um, Keepa about what's on the Amazon platform. And we, while we were at the conference last year, I used an example of one of our friends who found this listing that had been out of stock for many months mm-hmm. and totally by accident, she found it. And in fact, it's Leah. <laughs> Leah Modlin. <laughs> Leah Modlin. She told the story. She's like, oh, I found this, this uh, thing from the Disney store and it was like, uh, hadn't been in stock for three, four months yet. Here, here it is sitting for sale at the Disney store. And I can buy it by the hundreds. And so I did. And so it just sparked something in my head. I was like, how would I do that in Keepa? How would I find the, the other, I, other listings like that? How would I find other listings like that in Keepa? Because trust me, that was the first place my mind went like, well, I want to find more <laughs> listings like that, right? I want to find those listings that are out of stock. And so we brainstormed for a little bit. We sat down in front of Keepa and we're like, okay, well, if we do this, this, and this, then that should pull these results. And lo and behold, it does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we've got this strategy that we can use and we kind of stack it on top of our other default filters. So in other words, when it was in stock, how what was the sales velocity? When it was in stock, what was the sales price? When it was in stock, you know, did Amazon sell on it? Or whatever the other things are, how big is it? You know, um, how many items are in the listing? those types of things that are kind of our fundamental filters. And then you put some, you know, interesting tweak on top of that, that could be out of stock. And you mentioned something earlier, Jim, that I, uh, I like to cover in this, which is the brands. So I remember telling Robin when early on, like, Oh no, don't even bother sourcing for those things because you know, we're not approved. One of those things was Starbucks. Oh no, don't nobody's approved to sell Starbucks. We didn't think at the time. Right. But we were who like, who knew? Eventually, the gate just fell down. We didn't have to get ungated. It yeah. Just, like, and maybe not for all. Right. You know, right. A lot of times those bigger brands will say, okay, Amazon, you know, because there's this battle that people don't realize. Yes. Between Amazon and big brands. There's plenty mm-hmm. of big brands. I love the Nike story. Mm-hmm. Just to, to diverse. And there's a great lesson here for all of us. And when it finally clicked, it makes it helps the whole landscape make so much more sense. So Nike came to Amazon at one point and said, hey, guess what? all these third-party resellers on your platform, they're driving us nuts. We want to take control of our brand. We want to sell just between you and I. Let's build an agreement, Nike and Amazon. We're going to sell be the only seller of Nike on the Amazon platform. And we're going to send you whatever inventory you need and just kind of cut out the middleman because they're driving us crazy, both of us. All right, so let's just do this. You think you might think to yourself, well, that makes a lot of sense. Why wouldn't big brands just cut the middleman out entirely and work straight with Amazon? Makes total sense if you dig an inch deep into the topic. But if you start to expand on this topic, you start to see where neither one of them has a chance at making this work Mm -hmm. without us. And here's why. And the Nike was a great illustration of this. So Nike sent all its new shoes, all this bright, shiny stuff and whatever price they wanted to charge. You don't have to worry about the resellers undercutting everything. And they thought this beautiful thing, but guess what happened to Nike sales on Amazon? It plummeted. Mm -hmm. Because suddenly... They did, was nowhere near as much selection. Mm-hmm. The pricing was 100% across the board retail or exactly where Nike wanted it to be. But people figured out very quickly, wow, I can jump over on eBay or Facebook Marketplace. Or I can go to the store and save money on that, right? So there wasn't that demand of the, of the competition. And very quickly, Nike and Amazon both pulled the plug on that agreement and said, okay, open the floodgates again. We want the sellers back. Same thing happens with, you know, you mentioned Starbucks. 
they may say, hey, here's our three or four latest, hottest things. We're going to keep resellers off that as best we can, as long as we can, and kind of lock that. But all the other SKUs, yeah, just turn them loose. Turn the resellers loose. Because what happens otherwise is Nike, Starbucks, all these other big major brands, the inventory that otherwise would be moving cleanly through the system and keeping their brand you know, from stacking up in corners of dark warehouses, you know, now it's moving again because the third-party resellers are finding that. We're the ones digging in the corners and finding these profitable underserved ASINs and making sure the inventory is there. So we're doing all the real heavy lifting, dirty work mm-hmm. to help those brands really thrive on the platform. So that tug of war, we're really the most powerful force. You'd think Nike's the powerful force or Amazon's the powerful force. No, the third-party resellers, we are the strongest arm in the wrestling match by far we bring the most to the game. And yeah, we stand to benefit as well. But without us, that brand sits in dark, dusty corners of warehouses and gets stuck there yep. because they don't know how to move it from there the way we do. Right, right. So I love that story and that example. I love that you talked about the Starbucks example of being ungated to get us back on track. Right, right. Gated for Starbucks. Well, maybe not all Starbucks SKUs, but certainly a bunch of them. Right. So let's say that you just got approved. Oh, I just got ungated in Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Well. Let's use the let's strategy stack. Let's put our filters in place. Let's look for these kinds of listings that sell this many times a month per more or have this sales price, have this many competitors on it, have you know all, all the features that we all your like parameters in in a listing, right? And then let's add the brand, Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Now we can pull a complete list of just Starbucks listings that meet our criteria. That doesn't mean they're all going to be profitable. I mean, no, we still have to source true. them all. We yeah. have to go through and say, is this one going to work? Is this one going to work? But if yeah. we put our filters on more of them, at least we won't be looking at a lot that are not that we would never look at. Otherwise. Right, right, right. We know that every widget that's coming through here is this exact same size. Now we just need to figure out, is it the color that we're looking for? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Does this make, does this one make profit? Does it not make profit? Do we, can we find a source for it? Can we not find the source for it? Right. And then we, and we push it through, but we know that everything that we're looking at already meets all of our other criteria. So, mm-hmm. so, so it's that kind of approach that we took with this Keepa strategy stacking, which is, you know, set the parameters for the things that we like to sell. Maybe it's small and light. And I don't mean like registered in small and light, but maybe it has a certain size, you know, and weight dimension to it. Maybe it's got an X fulfillment fee on it or, or less. Maybe it has, you know, whatever those characteristics are. And then let's put something on top of that. Oh, I'm interested in those listings, but maybe there's no FBA sellers or I'm listed. I'm interested in those listings, uh, but maybe they have no rank, right? Mm-hmm. The, the no sales ranking is, is a favorite of a lot of our clients, like, mm-hmm. because so many people are taught how to source things and how to find listings on Amazon by the sales rank. Well, so when you run into a listing that has no sales rank, it's like, I don't know what to do here. Everybody walks away or no buy box. Or there's no buy box. Or yes. Right different ways you can do this. And that's what we do with this. Like we take all that and yeah. then apply this one thing that would normally stop people in their tracks. Yeah. So anyway. So, yeah. and, and, and I just want to offer a clarifying point before we dive into some more examples, because mm-hmm. some people always say, Keepa, what, you know, I'll, you're talking about all these different categories and search, go listen to podcast episode 369. Really, that's a foundational episode for this community where mm-hmm. you see what it is that Keepa does that no other tool does. So we've got all this data that Amazon makes public to anybody who wants to pay for the API to use a technical term, you know, the price of the item, the buy box, how many sellers are on it. You know, that's all public information Amazon shares with the whole world. Keepa scrapes other information that Amazon doesn't share with anybody 
unless you're tracking it over history. And you get all that compiled in and you can start to search and say things like, I want to see products only that are increasing in price over the past six months Mm -hmm. with a decreasing number of sellers that maybe have less than five FBA sellers. And you you can just put in all these parameters and, and get your list. Now, that doesn't tell you where to go buy these products. Just me a little right. work there using these strategies. But you can certainly narrow down very quickly. And that's, the, that's a lot of the power of Keep. And, and many people don't even use it that way. Mm-hmm. They just look at the graphs. you know, And that's all you need to do. But man, there's some power behind the data that they've collected. And I will tell you that the the few things that we've put together here, Keepa does so much more. There will be more content mm-hmm. coming because we're learning all the time and developing uh, new strategies of how to use Keepa. This is just just barely still hitting the the edges there. Absolutely. But, yeah. So Brian's example of uh, when you get suddenly realize that the gate has fallen down for Starbucks. Same thing happens with categories. Mm-hmm. Maybe all of a sudden you can sell beauty now where you couldn't before. Well, the next thing I'm going to want to know is how, where are all the beauty stuff? I want to know where, where I can sell there. And so we offer uh, two or three different strategies for a brand, how to find a brand, two or three different strategies, how to source by category. So each, each strategy has different ways to do it and you find what you're comfortable with. But mostly we just want people to be learn to be comfortable with Keepa and experiment finding the answers to your own questions. What can you find that nobody else is looking for? Yeah, that's a great tip. You can't break it. Just click around. You've paid for all this data that they're giving you and just experiment with it. Have fun with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. We say like, how do we do that in Keepa? We, I was using that as an example. How do we do that in Keepa when we were looking for the out-of-stock listings? And so I reached out to you during production of this content. And I was like, do you mind if we use the ignore the buy box strategy? Mm-hmm. How do we do that in Keepa? And so that podcast, is one of the things, a podcast, podcast episode. episode 554, my five, favorite five, one, use it all the time. Yeah, 550. That's right. I was going to say, it's 555 or 554. Yeah, 554. Five, five, I, I talk about two. when can I ignore <laughs> the buy box? And yeah. box, right. So how do we do that in Keepa? We got a module that shows you exactly how to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It becomes a relevant data point. Uh, and, and basically to summarize up the, the points that I make and it's as short of possible fashion, go listen to that episode, of course. But if it's dropping 40, 50 times a month, indicating that it's selling hundreds of times a month, mm-hmm. I'm not sure I care anymore right. about how many sellers there are or what the buy box is or if Amazon's on that ASIN or not. All I care about is, am I, am I approved to sell that product? Can I go purchase that product? And I'm going to try to sell one at a profitable price point and see what happens. We, yep. we run into listings like that where, as it is, it's profitable, but it's only, but it just misses our cut. Let's mm-hmm. say, Or maybe it misses it. Like, it's still profitable, but it misses it by a ways. Let's say I was looking at this product with a coaching client the other day. It was like 22% ROI. That doesn't make my cut normally. But because it sells so fast... I can price that up three or four bucks and now I'm making above my target and I know I'll sell it or I'll test it anyway. Get uh, test. Yeah, yeah, got to test it. Make sure we yeah. test it. But test it small first, but if it sells a couple times a month, yeah. that's a winner. You know, I'll keep restocking that. I don't care that there's 30 other sellers and Amazon's on the listing too. I'm that, you know, you guys live there in Denver and you guys needed one in two hours And Mm -hmm. I was the closest guy in the warehouse with my widget sitting there and you guys snagged it and paid, you know, there was nine other people priced cheaper than me, but I was the only one in that Denver warehouse near you. 
So, mm-hmm. you, so I just made eight bucks on that sale and you guys are happy because you got it fast. Once you understand how Amazon works and you, instead of seeing it as one store that we all go to, you know, down the street for all of us. No, it, this is a, United States is a big place. <laughs> There's a lot of warehouses and that inventory is really spread out. And a lot of times Amazon doesn't spread its inventory out very well. Mm-hmm. So sure, Amazon may have 3,000 units, but 1,500 of them are in LA and 1,500 of them are in New York. So mm-hmm. I'm the guy with one unit competing with Amazon sitting in a Denver warehouse and Brian and Robin need it today. I'm going to win that sale against Amazon at a higher price. So those are the aha moments that that suddenly you realize, I don't have to be the lowest price. I don't have to be the guy with the most inventory to win a steady number of sales against these underserved listings. It's going to be an eye-opener course for a lot of people, I think. It's going to really, uh, just like the advanced keep around one, it helped a lot of folks. I think this is going to do even more good uh, it's going to be even more good fuel for our, for our customers and students. Uh, it's provenamazoncourse.com slash Keepa. Provenamazoncourse.com slash Keepa. Excuse yeah, me. go ahead, Robin. I add one point to what you're saying that that is absolutely true. You do not have to be, you, you don't have to be the featured price in order to get those sales. You okay. also don't have to have all the sales. If it sells 200 times a month, you don't have to stock 200 at a time. You're just going to sell a few of those. You sell a few of those at your price. People get a little overwhelmed sometimes when they realize, oh, it sells 200 times a month, so I've got to replenish 200 times every month. And that's absolutely not true. Everybody's going to share in Mm -hmm. that uh, stocking of that item. It's part of that teamwork that, you know, Amazon's not capable of keeping their shelves stocked at the right level, nor is the brand. Mm -hmm. They're going to have way too much or not enough. That's where we come in. And if just, we've kind of crowdsource the risk of keeping the shelves stocked mm-hmm. too low or too high. So yeah. you guys send in two units, I send in two units, 10 or 12 other sellers send in two or three units. Mm-hmm. And then there's that one crazy dude that sent in 800 units and they're all sitting in one warehouse somewhere. Like, okay, great. Do your thing, man. Obviously you're not a replin seller. When I see someone with you know more than a month's worth of inventory on any given ASIN, because you can see the inventory levels, you know, with different tools mm-hmm. and how many they have in stock. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, man, that guy could sure use some exposure to our community. Poor guy yeah. went all in yeah. on that ASIN and he could, you know, any number of things could go wrong. You guys cover that on a podcast episode you did recently. I've heard it. I don't know if the listeners have yet at this point or not, but you know, just the dangers and all the ways it can go wrong going too deep. Mm-hmm. What do you do once you've gone too deep? It was a great episode. But we know in this community, I'm never going to have more than a month's worth of anything on the right. shelf as a general rule. Yeah. Nope, that's good. So that, that pretty much is a good summary of what that is. Uh, uh, it's just, how do you do that and keep it? And yeah, we're then, anxious to see uh, the feedback of, mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, we, we're hoping that it helps people be a little braver and, and be a little more analytical about how they're finding um, ASINs and just offer a, another way. There's so many ways. Yeah, I just want to brag on you guys as well for, you know, and I know there's going to be a good number of people who hear this episode and think, wow, I, I would love to be able to work with those guys. Well, you can. That's what our coaching program is. There's a link at Jim Cockrum Coaching or go to silentgym.com to get a straight link to our coaching program. Have a conversation with a consultant and say, hey, I, I want those guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you guys still taking on coaches? I know you're, your schedule Are you? Okay. Because I never know. Different coaches are like, they tap out from time to time and like, all right, I can't take any more right now. I've got my, I've got my not, limit. And I don't see that happening in the near future. We just, I just enjoy it so much. I know Brian does too, as much as he can't, doesn't have as much time as I do to do it, but it is just 
Like Brian said, it lights me up. It, it does. It yeah. makes, makes me happy. And this is this is how the other podcast idea was born. Yeah. It's like we come out of a of a coaching session and then we're chatting for an hour and a half about what that was. <laughs> and then we're like, well, well, wait, do you hear this question? And then we chat about that for okay. another hour. Well, let me answer that this way. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I didn't think of that. Right. Just, That's a good way to put that. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I love nothing more as the as the host of this show, which, you know, it's we continue to gain new ground and it's one of the most listened to shows in all of e-commerce and to have leaders who step up and say, hey, you know, some of those great conversations, the stories that we're hearing from our students, let's just capture those conversations and make them episodes. That's tremendous. Everybody wins. It's less lifting I have to do. Gets you guys into the spotlight more. Great content uh, from real coaching students. I don't do much of the coaching. I'm, I'm kind of at a, I'm coaching the coaches, if you will. And so I can start to lose touch sometimes with those day-to-day challenges that students are seeing. So I love that you guys are capturing episodes now and you will be seeing your face and name more as time allows as you guys kind of help host some episodes. So excited to see those coming. All goes to our core mission, which is helping people be successful with this. Like we're just passionate about that. So yeah. Last year to help 10 people get to $10,000 a month in sales. And we accomplished that. So we're working on our, yes. That's awesome. Our new goal for this year. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. And it's a realistic goal and you guys nailed it. You know, I hear sometimes leaders in in the e-commerce arena, like, I want to help a million people get to a million dollars. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Like (laughs) you have eight (laughs) listeners on your YouTube channel. Like (laughs) realistically here, like we're helping a lot of people, but we're still very realistic that, you know, it's one person at a time. It's one commitment at a time. It's one family at a time. And you guys have just been slowly climbing that ladder of of truly influencing and helping people. And I love what you just said too. I don't know if you realize it, but I correct people on our team when they say they want to help people. I don't allow them to say that phrase because that's not enough. I often use the analogy and say, if we want to help people, if you were serious about that, mm-hmm. all you have to do is go empty your bank account, turn it all into $100 bills, walk down the street randomly and hand them out till you're yeah. broke. You will have helped people that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will you have helped people succeed Absolutely mm-hmm. not. That requires time, energy, relationship, accountability, reciprocity, give and take, right? Like that's a much bigger commitment to help people succeed. And that's what we do here. We don't just help people. That's great. It's, it's virtuous to help people. Sure, go for it. But helping them succeed, turning them into givers themselves, who yeah. can actually turn around and share what you poured into them with as many others. Like that person you gave the $100 bill to and walked away, how many more people can they bless with $100 that day? Well, one, maybe, if they're generous. Mm-hmm. But if you help them succeed, now you've created another giver, another person. And that and that's the, the viral effect of what we do here. And so I love to hear you saying it the way you did, Brian, helping people succeed. Mm-hmm. That's, our, that's our core mission around here. So, well, time well spent. Anything else on your guys' minds before we start to wrap this one up? I think it was a really good episode today. Yeah. That about covers everything. Yeah, this thanks is good. for checking in, Jim. We're we're just having a great time and and uh, really honored to be able to be part of the community and and considered leaders of the community. No, you absolutely are. I mean, if if I'm a leader here, you guys are because mm-hmm. once you understand that core mission of helping people succeed, you can jump into leadership anytime you want around here. Help people succeed, man. That's what we do. So. Well, God bless you guys. Great hanging out with you. Have a great week. And I'm just going to close out talking to the listeners for just a moment and say, if you enjoyed this episode, this was a tiny taste of what this program is all about. 
you can scroll back in time, listen to 15 or 20 episodes if you're new around here, and you'll see multiple interviews with successful students, maybe some of Brian and Robin's students who have been interviewed on this program who are building great businesses. And we don't just bring you the bright, shiny you know, jewels of our of our, of our community, sometimes you'll see people who are only a few weeks in and they're struggling. And we talk to them about the challenges they're experiencing and the wins that they're having. But we believe in this opportunity. We believe in this community. We believe in the strategies that we use to teach people how to succeed using the internet creatively. So on behalf of the great guests I had today, Brian and Robin, thank you once again, guys. You did great. Thank, thank you. Thanks for having us, Jim. Thank you so much. And the whole community that helps make this podcast episode possible. We will have another great episode for you very soon. God bless all the business building warriors. Talk to you then. Hey, thanks for hanging out today. Before I let you go, one short reminder. We are so grateful to our new sponsor to this program, Seller Board. If you haven't checked them out yet, get over to silentgym.com numbers. This is the software that tells you if you're profitable or not. It helps you track all of your expenses your KPIs, sales, refunds, advertising costs, all of it, profit, loss. This is tremendous software that fills a gap in the marketplace. Many successful sellers in our community are using this tool to help them know which of their products are profitable and which ones aren't. You'll love Sellerboard for just $15 a month starting. You can really dial in and know how your business is doing. Silentgym.com slash numbers. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.